This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to a special edition iFanboy.com podcast on Superman Returns, brought to you by YouBuyNow.com.
Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy.com Special Edition Superman Returns podcast. We're doing this one out of the continuity of our regular weekly comic book podcast because America and the world are waiting to see what we think of this movie. On the edge of their seats. Edge of the seats. Uh, anyway, iFanboy.com, should you not know, is a website that uh, we put together here to talk about comics and all things comics. Um, of course, Superman Returns is one of those things. I am Josh. I'm here with Ron. Hey. And Connor. Hi. And we will waste no further time. Uh, Let's just dive right in. Let's just get into it. Roll. Because we so, have been sitting here trying to start this for a half an hour. Yeah, and it's hot as hell because <laughs> it's freaking summer. Anyway, People so. People are still um, sick of hearing how hot it is where we record. So Connor and I saw the movie in New York City on Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Yes. On 42nd Street, right? Yes. With the masses. You can say who that. Sm- who smell Great. and are too Great. loud. Whatever. Masses. The great unwashed mashes, indeed, in their Superman t-shirts. But it's okay. No, it was a good vibe. And, Josh, when did you see it? I saw it uh, last night. This is Thursday. I saw it uh, Wednesday, 6 p.m., surprised by not too much of a crowd. Really? There's a very, the theater was not full. Uh, there was, in fact, lots of open spaces, but that didn't stop two loud children from sitting down directly next to me. But we moved, and then I enjoyed the movie. Wow, so I so in terms of audience, Connor and I win because we had an awesome audience. We had I the thought, comic Connor. book audience. I mean, well, you had yeah. the, you had the the preview, like sort of the first show kind of thing. The the uh, the applauding for the Spider Man teaser audience. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, it's been a so, while since I did that. I think Lord of the Rings, the first one, and and Phantom Menace, first time. All right, well we're, we're getting we're getting off subject. Jesus. All right, so hey. what do we think? What did you think? Is it good or bad? Is it X Men or is it not? Who are you asking? You both. You. Me? Who cares? Yeah. It's a huge people on here. I am going to talk. I, it's not X-Men. And I walked wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to this, we should just explain that. We have not talked about this collectively yet. Yeah, we have, we have, we have avoided each other talking about it up to this point. So I, was, for, I was cut off. Yeah, I, I, Josh was on my pay no mind list because I wasn't going to talk to him until he saw it because I was pissed that he didn't see it Tuesday at 10 p.m. I tried. But, it was um, sold out. <laughs> so so up to this point, I do not know what Josh thinks of the movie. I kind of know what Connor thinks because we saw it together and it was kind of hard to ignore him because he was sitting next to me and then I drove him home. And with his little fist clenched and his big smile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just like, but what about it? I go, no, 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 don't say it. Don't say it. Save it. No, no. So I kind of know what Connor thinks. So Connor this is fresh. Think. Yeah, so it's fresh. So Josh, what did you think? I, I loved it. I had a great time. And I, 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 I got to say, I was uh, going in like the first half an hour or so, I was a little hesitant. I was like, is this good? And then by the end, I was wide on open. I was like, this is great. Connor? I think um, I, I, I loved it a lot. I, 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 it's weird. The movie's been speaking with me for, for a day and a half since I've seen it. I, I'm t- I got tickets already to see it again for Saturday, and I'm all I think about is seeing certain scenes over again. And I'm, I, I think about it all day long. It's weird. Yeah, I I mean it's it's safe to say that I am enraptured by this movie now. It was it was I thought it was fantastic. It was great. I, it was completely not X-Men the Last Stand. It was everything it, I wanted X-Men the Last Stand to be but with Superman. It wiped away all the bad feelings I had that X-Men 3 cost which was now, the no question, mean feat. The, the the important question is did it wipe away the memory of Superman 4 the quest for peace? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What movie? <laughs> Nuclear man with his gold fingernails. Not Dolph Lundgren, but an amazing Not Dolph facsimile. Lundgren, yeah. yeah, interesting. So, um, all right, cool. So we're so much like X Men: The Last Stand, we're in agreement, um, but this time on the other side of the fence that we loved it. You so, know, um, this so what? on this movie made X Men almost more disappointing because you you see in it what X Men Three could have been had 
if someone talented had been at the helm of the films. So while I'm glad we got a Superman movie out of it, it just, like you said, Connor, it pointed out what X-Men 3 could have been had Singer stuck around. And being an X-Men guy, I kind of, you know, would have wanted an X-Men movie of this quality more than Superman. But at the same time, I can't ignore how good I felt during Superman, and, and it was awesome. So um, so, so what was good about it? What, what, why was it so good? Uh, I'll let Connor finish up. I'll go, I'll go now. He can have the final word on the, on the whole sort of... But... Um, I thought just that it was. <laughs> I'll let Connor finish, but I'll go now. <laughs> no, no, I'll go now. What he says after me, I think, holds more gravity because he really loves Superman. He cares about it. So, um, yeah. I, I thought it was really it was a, a character movie first and foremost. You go in there and they they made he made I, I thought Singer made really big choices about things to do. Uh, oh, by the way, we're going to talk about what happens in the movie. Oh yeah, it, yeah! Huge important warning. If you haven't seen it and you don't know what happened, don't listen to this from now on. Yes, okay? st- press stop now and listen to this after you see the movie. Okay, that cleared away. I thought there was really big choices in there that were brave, brave choices to make for a movie like this. And then, whereas they could have gone a certain way and chose to make it normal blockbustery movie, they chose to make a character who had vulnerabilities. Who, uh, I mean, Superman. They show Superman hurting, and they, they, and then uh, the thing with the sun, I, I didn't see that coming. I thought that was a hugely brave thing to do because it's never happened in comic books, and it, there's no precedent for doing that kind of thing. Um, I thought that was big. The sun threw me. I'm not sure how I feel about the sun, if I liked it or not. Yeah, I, I'm the same feeling. I'm not sure quite how I feel about the fact that now there's a little Superboy running around. But um... I didn't think it's bad. I just don't know how I feel about it. I think for any, they're really painted into a corner now for any future um, films because now it, it can't be ignored. It has to well, be addressed. I don't know if I want it to be addressed as a major plot point. Yeah. The thing is, when there's going to be when there's if there is future movies though, they'll be able to tell new stories that have never been told before. Whereas all we get now, a lot of times, are sort of an origin story or a rehash of stuff that's we've already read in comic books. It's rehashes of old stories. They'll have to tell an all new story because it's never been done. Right, right. And they're breaking the mold, really. And I think that's a huge. I think that's a huge brave step. Yeah, and the thing, and the thing is, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think that, I mean, this goes back to what I was harping on during the X Men debacle was that it's all about, for me, it's all about depth. And this movie felt so deep in terms of character development and story depth, and where X Men just felt so surfaced, and like even, even down to like the dialogue and the story, like where X Men hit you over the head with the baseball bat, that was its story with like really obvious dialogue. Well, this just had, and I was telling, I was telling Connor as we were walking out of the movie, this had like an economy of dialogue. It was like they didn't, they used the words they needed. Needed to. It wasn't overly wordy. They didn't beat the points into you. They weren't over expositiony. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they said what they needed to, and they let looks and mood and feeling and moments tell the story as well. I I, I actually also thought that uh, Jason Schwartzman was great as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's Max Fisher. No, 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 he was he was great. Like in the first, you're like he's kind of puny. I completely forgot about any reservation I had going on in the beginning. I just now, went with it. And I had so much fun, and I didn't need to nitpick. I think um, the um, he his Superman was great. His Clark Kent was um, good until I really thought about it. And, and the one deficiency I thought he had was that he didn't play it. The difference of his like Christopher Reeve did, like you know Christopher Reeve played two different characters, whereas um, Brandon Routh's Clark Kent was pretty much just Superman with glasses on. Yes and no. I mean, th- th- I think I think that um, Routh had had. 
I mean, I was saying I thought that he. I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons between him and Reeve, and saying people saying he's just imp- doing an impression of Reeve. But I think he, I think it's more so that he was channelling Reeve. Yeah, and I, agree. I thought, and I thought that I thought that his Clark wasn't as great as Reeves's Clark. But there were awkward, like the like the there were the awkward moments and the 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 goofiness of Clark Kent no, that I, Reeve played that in, there, in what he was doing. I'm yeah. talking more of the intonation of his voice and posture was all. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't that altered as it was when, in previous films, but that's that's very very minor. I mean, I thought overall he did a really great job. I, my most big, my biggest worry going into it was the casting, and I thought, um, with very few exceptions, everybody exceeded my expectations. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that that's we can get on. I mean, I've got some thoughts on the casting, which we can get on to the to the negative side of things in a little bit, but. Sure. Um, <laughs> It's kind of funny because even even a good movie. I mean, this movie is great. I walked out of it beaming, but even still, I had. Well, oh, here's the best. Let's talk about the good stuff. The best of the movie I thought was, um, and prefacing this by saying I love the original film, um, not so much the second, the third one, but the original film is one of my favorites. This was really Superman on the screen. Yeah, they Wait, just did, they it? just they just did not have the technology and the ability to really um, show Superman in the '70s, but Superman. I mean. Um, when he first appears to save the um, the plane, yeah. I mean, from then on, he basically holds your breath for that entire scene because that was Superman. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that when you look, especially at the end, like the challenge and the threat and the sort of size of everything was of a big, big scope. I thought I read that somebody on I think on our website it said that like it, like Lex's thing was kind of corny. Um, but I mean, like it, you know, it was like he lifted a giant island and threw it at the sun. That's laced with kryptonite. Yeah, I mean that—that that was. I, by the way, I do may have a nitpick with that that I want to discuss. Just, yeah, just well, a, a Superman technicality thing. Um, save it but for it, nitpicks. I am, I, but <laughs> like, but at the same time, it felt like a big giant threat as opposed to say the small scale invasion of Alcatraz Island. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Or I mean, it, it was honestly it was the equivalent of two nuclear missiles: one going for California, and one going for Hackensack. Mm-hmm. Well, that's. You know. I mean, that's. Well, by the way, pretty... save California. Right. <laughs> a lot of people have criticized the film for being beat for beat, sort of a remake, not just a sequel, but a remake. Of so there definitely was a lot, of, a lot of that. But I thought it was different enough where it wasn't. A well, problem for the me. thing was, the thing was, I think it's different between a beat for beat re- remake and more of a. Well, because the thing is, there's a certain kind of because it's you know 25 years later, and there's a certain establishment that has to be made. But I didn't think it was so much as a beat for beat remake, more as a, like it was a logical next evolution. I felt like he was straddling the line between sort of keeping a foot in the world of the movies originally, but also coming forward just a little bit. Like, did you notice, just for example, like, Lois is in Clark, everybody's clothing. Very retro. Yeah, but it was still, like, everything else was still modern and stuff. And the kid the kid with the cell phone. Yeah, I mean, well, it, was, it, was it, was, no, it was kind of like a cartoon, a cartoon that straddles the line between the 50s style and the 40s style and the, and the modern technology. Yeah. Right, right. Which is fine. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, no. But, like, I mean, those, I was... those things didn't really matter in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. No, it was just it was, it was super through and through. Yeah. And the thing I wrote a lot of complaints in this case. I mean, I, I basically had the media blackout going reading negative reviews, and then I read them all um, the next day. And the, the negative reviews seem to be harping on the fact that um, this is not a perfect Superman. This Superman is not. This is not a perfect character. He's not. He gets the stereotype of being the Boy Scout and the you know the uh, sort of godlike character, but Superman is very, when done correctly, he's very layered and he's got, he's very complex. He's 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 lonely and hurts all the time. Yeah, this is this is what it was. He can't 
even in the comics where they buried him off and all that garbage, they really he he is at his, at his core alone in the world. Even though he's got yeah. his mother, he's got Lois, he's got Perry and Jimmy. Ultimately, he's still the, the last son of Krypton, and that's he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and he sits by himself. I mean, this is Superman has this internal sadness that that people who don't really know the characters tend to forget about. Well, it's really mean, portrayed well. Who wants to watch a movie about a perfect character? A character that right. has no conflict is, does not make an interesting movie. And I hear that I, I've I've seen the same thing that Connor's talking about, where people will say, "Well, he was all mopey and sad," and like that's the point. He's this guy who's supposedly invulnerable, but he can get his heart broken, and that will wreck him worse than anything else. Invulnerable on the outside, vulnerable on the inside. And that yeah. is good writing. That's an interesting yeah. thing. And I have to say, as we're talking about invulnerability, my, my, one of my most favorite moments of the film was the prison-style beatdown of Superman. Oh, they beat I thought, I thought it was brutal. What is it with Singer and the heroes getting their asses kicked? I mean, Wolverine and X-Men... Now the Superman in, in, in Superman Returns. I mean, it's like there's what? some there's some self-loathing thing going on where. Like, what just... is with James Marsden continually losing women to better superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Connor, you're right. The, the 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 I mean, I was I mean I mean I don't know if you saw me kind of recoil in my seat. But yeah, I was yeah. Shocked. I was shocked at the violence. It was brutal. That's that beat that beat down. Yeah. You know what was great about that was that they they completely and totally made Lex into a viable villain when that started. Yep, yeah. Because for a long time he's jokey and he's kind of funny, like, oh, he's not really scary. And then in that instance, you're like, oh, he's a friggin' monster under there, and that's what he's supposed to be. Shanked him. Oh, as soon as I saw him pull that shard off, I was like, oh my god, Superman's got prison style shanking. Oh, yeah, well, that was, I mean, that was so obvious. That was, you know, but that was, I mean, when the the, the one minion who was videotaping all the time, when he took his jacket off and threw it down on the ground and then kicked him, I was like, oh, man. I was just like, oh. It was bad, brutal, brutal, and to see him like in pain and hurting. Kumar was know? so mean. Yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I have a I have a nitpick about that, but anyway. But so so before he didn't we talk. No, before we get onto the nitpicks. Um, Sorry, it's so much fun to nitpick. I know. Is there is there any anything else on on the good side of the fence? I mean, like I you know. Well, I, everything was good. I mean, I thought um, visually I mean, there was just some really inventive shots. Um, yep. yep. You know, Singer is a really talented director and, and shooter, and people, you know. People need to seek to understand that I think, and I thought everybody was pretty well done, character-wise. Um, it was just overall. I mean, Ron and I left the theater so happy afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we sat until the credits finished, and I have never felt more like a groundswell of good feeling and like a good trip to the movies, and just like, and it was just, it was just such a positive experience. It was just great. How, I mean, how good was it that they used the original music? It was great. Well. I, the I theater mean, went literally ballistic when the credits started. The, the, I lost count of the number of times our audience started applauding. They applauded for people in the credits. They wow. applauded for they applauded for Singer's name. They applauded for Spacey. They applauded for Siegel and Schuster. Uh, they went silent for John Peters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw his name. I was like, he's still with the project, huh? It's money. Yeah. Hey, you write a check, you get an EP role. But, but um, they they went when the, when the when they realized it was the old style credits and the music. It, oh, it was. Uh, it went, yeah, the credits was such a great touch. That was bananas, such a great touch. It was so good, and the the crowd applauded at least eight or nine times throughout the movie when stuff happened and it didn't get in the way and it felt right and it was just for, like... For, oh. no, for um, the original Jimmy Olsen, the original Lois, um, Lois Lane, you know, they, yeah. they hit all the right moments. It was a good crowd. Yeah. 
Exactly. It was it was really it was really really good. I I just thought I just thought that everything from the effects to the visuals to the costumes to the the tone of the movie to the story to the, to the dialogue, you know, that my only, you know, I've got a few nitpicks but nothing to take away. I mean, I unequivocally give it 4 stars, 4 out of 4. Like, you know, a movie, this is the movie of the summer. It's going to, you know, it God, should I make hope. a zillion dollars. If and, if X-Men know. 3 beats this movie, I give up. No, it won't. I, X-Men 3 is already gone from the theaters around me. I mean, it's no It no, sunk no like way. a stone after the first weekend. Yeah, exactly. Good. Which right, says so, something. So um, before we move on to the fun stuff and the nitpicks, uh, let's do a little business. Um, this podcast is sponsored, and Josh, you've got some info about that, right? Okay. Um, our episode now is going to be is brought to you by youbuynow.com, um, which you can go to and you can get toys and action figures and collectibles and replicas and all that kind of stuff that we all have piled up in our house. Um, <laughs> in our geek rooms. Oh, man. Every once in a while I look at it and I think, God, i got to get rid of some of that, but then I find some more I want. Um, but it's all the kind of DC Direct figures, those ones, the Marvel Legends figures, Master Rap- Replicas, uh, Star Wars figures. Uh, you know you have some. Uh, but cool thing is if you go to uh, the website and you use iFanboy, I-F-A-N-B-O-Y, as, uh, like a, as a code, you put in the coupon code, uh, you'll get 10% off. Ten um, percent off, and that's good until the 10%. end of July. Okay, that's cool. So it's yeah. it's uh, youbuynow.com. That's Y O U buy now, not not the letter U. Youbuynow.com. Uh, Go there and check them out because uh, they're kind enough to uh, sponsor us. Yeah, get some Superman props or something. I'm sure I'm they have sh- stuff. I'm, sh- I'm sure that if I were to go on there and can I get a kryptonite shank? Yeah, they should totally make the kryptonite shank prop. Anyway, I so I need tiny Superman briefs. So, so the nitpicks. Um, does that, may I begin, if that's okay? Please yeah. do. Yeah. Um, Kate Bosworth does not hold a candle to Margot Kidder. I thought Kate Bosworth in Lois Lane was the weak point of the movie. Was the only real weak point of the movie. I thought she wasn't as bad as I expected her to be. I agree with Josh. I, I was, was the least happy with her casting, and she wasn't as... I mean, it's, it's a backhanded compliment, but she wasn't as bad as I was expecting her to be. Right. So that right. thing they of... did with her that was odd is I think they made her look really bad. She had like a bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's not clothes. that. It's natural, natural hair color and stuff like. Well, the one thing about her with the character which I was laughing about, which I've been laughing about, is that she's just the most irresponsible mother. <laughs> it's just like it's just like you know she picks the kid up and hey, no, we'll, we'll go sneak on this boat. Come on, no, it's okay. No, no, I, I don't have to knock. It's just like it's like um and and every time you turn around, she I know Lois gets into trouble and they made a joke about that. But every time you turn around, she's jumping off the plane to get in the water. She's opening the plane door. She just like she it didn't seem that she was processing what she was doing, which I understand she was upset and all stuff like that. I just thought it was funny. Well, I thought that was Lois taking yeah. the kid in the boat was sort of sort of. Yeah. Uh, Device, that was but, the well, the, th- the thing about that is that, and that is also a little bit of story nitpick, is that to have her just to to sneak on the boat not knowing Lex is there and then just kind of fall in Lex's lap. Yeah, was, but she had no reason to suspect that Lex would be there. That's true. Right. And, he, and he wasn't to, looking to kidnap her, I guess. It's a so, thing yeah. about her character yeah. that she's... Gets into trouble. She's headstrong. She just doesn't. She's like, I'll go after her. She thinks she'll be fine. That's which Lois, is why yeah. she needs Superman. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. And now, and now we've got the tease for the future movies that Lex knows that the kid has got powers. So, yeah, but he's he's he's, he's on an island with three coconuts. Oh, co- you're gonna tell me that he's not gonna get off the island? Of course, he's gonna get off the island. So, I, um, I thought the score was, except for the parts where they referenced Shannon Williams, was really bad. Yeah, the score Ot- Ottman, great as as for a composer, John Ottman is a fantastic editor. But I'm bump. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, but Ottman just—I I hate Ottman scores. I've always—I—I uh, I, 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 I just don't ever notice music. I guess. I guess I notice it when it's good, but otherwise, yeah, I wasn't listening to it. Um, I felt that um, well, possibly we, because the first the original score is so iconic. Yeah, uh, 
and it in really comparison, in comparison, it's sort of rough. Sure. It really packed a punch, yeah. Um, I got one. I th- okay, go for it. Uh, I, I like Parker Posey as much as the next person, but I don't know what the point of having a test mocker version two is. That that's yeah, I agree. Like she and like t- and but the thing was that she aside from ditching the crystal, she didn't. I thought she was going to get more involved, but um, it in a just, test mocker kind of way. I, I, that was that sounded to me like it, that was a that was a throwback to the other movie, but it had no point. It had no purpose. Yeah. I I mean, and and furthermore, that goes a little further. I liked that he had henchmen and all, but they were a little goofy. I mean, they weren't Bob the Goon goofy. Well, I get away with him, but well, now now that that's funny because because you I mean you mentioned the henchmen and that ties into uh, my next nitpick, which is. I actually felt as if there wasn't enough Luther. There wasn't. I didn't I, like, and I know that there are stories that you know that there's some four hour cut that Singer had to edit down to two and a half hours. Sure. But I feel as if we got the short end of the stick of Lex and his henchmen. I mean, I know that you know the Richard Pryor stand-in of Kumar, um, uh, but like I felt as if there was like stuff there that we were missing, that that, that we didn't know about. Like I, I like who know. was he? Why? Like all, all that stuff. I feel as if the director's cut's gonna have a lot more Lex. And, I feel like I mean the fact like like the story wasn't really about Lex. I think it's just been too spacey for Lex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I agree. I would like to see more, and I think you're right. There probably is more that was cut. But uh... yeah, I just I just felt as if the, I just felt as if I could have gotten some more spacey. I could have had some more Lex. I felt as if it was it was more of a taste than the actual whole meal with Lex and Spacey playing them. Connor, how do you feel about the characterization of Lex Luthor? I mean, is that in line with what you expect? Um, I would have. See, Lex is characterized so many different ways. Um, I mean, people. I and the thing is, the thing that's great about his character is that you can enjoy him in, in, in every different incarnation. I love the Gene Hackman Lex, mm-hmm. and that's totally off of what he's, you know every other characterization of him. Yeah, I, I mean that's one of my favorite movie villains of all time is the Gene Hackman Lex. But um, I would have liked a little bit of a more of an edge to Spacey's Lex a little earlier. Okay. And I would like more of a hint of that he'd gone really, really bad. The dub, the diabolicalness, and and it was a little. But bit, I, I liked little, him though. You got a little bit of it in the beginning when he stole the money from the old lady and he kind of threw the, the wig at the kid, you know. But yeah, but that's not killed that's the not old scary. lady. If he yeah. killed the old, like, like, like cut off her meds or something, like yeah, I was waiting know. for him to smother her. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. Then that would have been. I, I thought he was good. I mean, by the end, he was evil. But I, I thought he was. Um, from what I had read, I thought I was more of an evil Lex, but but I didn't I didn't dislike him. I thought um, everybody would handle their roles well. I thought that the opening part where where he's pondering his past in Smallville was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I thought the whole Smallville segment was unnecessary. Well, I think and that, in fact, and in, in fact, no, the only so. special effects that I had a problem with was the kid jumping. That he looked awful. a little rubber leggy when he. In the beginning, he, there was. I, I found in the beginning there was a lot of like I thought the effects were kind of wiggy in the whole first segment of the movie. Yeah. But I, I like the part that he, when he, I like him returning. I like him with his mom. It's just when he sits there and remembers jumping and running it was completely unnecessary. I, I think that's. What, I, that. I think that's. I, I think that's totally for like my mom. It was done for the trailer. Or yeah, or the people who just don't I think, know I think it the casting of the kid who played Superman was pretty good. It was better than the rubber nose guy from the first one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, that's awful. But I, I think that's time you could have spent with other things. I mean, that, you know, five five minutes or however many you could have had and, more flex or more of Perry White. Or... And I just thought, you know, and I thought, I, I thought, you know, what, Props I to Flank, Franklin Jella, by the way. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was dreading him because I was really hoping for Hugh Laurie, but. Um, no, he Frank Langella I thought was great. He was really good. Yeah. And J- and Jimmy Olsen was great too. He was he was really good. He too. was good. He was yeah. great. 
Um, I thought the I thought the fact that um, Lois's boyfriend, the fact that he flies planes, was a little shoved down my throat. Um, although it became a great uh, story device towards the end of the movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> kind of... I know what you're saying. I didn't really think yeah. of that, but that's true. Like it was like, yeah, yeah was we good. get it. He flies. Yeah. He's and a also, surrogate. He's less and also, and also all the savior talk, and then having him in in Christ pose twice in ten minutes was a little much. But I'm just speaking kinda... of speaking of allegories. Yeah, he wasn't very gay. No, he wasn't very gay. All that. Although talk. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what he was. He I'll was tell a beautiful you what... man. I tell you what he was. In, in the same vein that where Lois was just irresponsible and just a horrible mother, Superman was just basically creepy ex-boyfriend. What was with the floating da- – as soon as he gets his address, <laughs> floats down, x-ray vision, and listens to her conversation. I'm like, Jesus, why don't you just check her email while you're at it? It's just like, you know, it's like, Jesus. You've been I gone for five that. years. What do you expect? You know, let her, to let her have some privacy. Oh, man. I couldn't believe that. He was totally creepy ex-boyfriend. And then he was creepy absent dad. <laughs> When he just showed up and talked to the kid when he's sleeping. Come on. Well, he's Superman. He can't go in there and wreck the marriage. For the marriage. Well, you can knock the door like everybody else does. Come on. Oh, God. Anyway, no. I think that's the film that all our nitpicks are turning into positives. Yeah, exactly. It, that's a very good point. It's a very, very good point. All our nitpicks are turning We're kind of stretching for the nitpicks, and when we do talk about them, they eventually turn into the positives anyway, whereas we spend 25 minutes yelling about X-Men. Right, exactly, ex- exactly. So, so my favorite part of it is the "Did you see?" moments. Ooh. Um, so, on the shuttle, Josh, did you pick up the cameo of one of the shuttle pilots? No, I didn't see it. This is this as is... this is very funny. As when the shuttle's having the problem in the beginning, and like the the ca- the pilot looks to the co-pilot, and the co-pilot says something. He looked kind of familiar, and Connor just goes, "Richard Branson." And I laugh because there's no way it was Richard Branson. We stay to watch the credits. Sure enough, the fucking shuttle pilot is Richard Branson. <laughs> That's Sir Richard Branson to you. It says That's Sir funny. Richard Branson. That's, That's hysterical. Anyway, so um, so that was my that was my fun little. I thought I, I thought I cl- caught Smallville, uh, the TV show reference, but I have to reconfirm when I see the movie again. It's in two days. Um, but I thought I heard the, I thought I heard the name Chloe being uttered in a Daily Planet scene because she's on the show. She works at Daily Planet, but uh, yeah. Did you also notice that in the in the train set, um, there was a, a Smallville sign that was all smashed after the continent arose from it? I got I thought I got the feeling that, that was like an allegory for the first movie. Yeah, yeah. like because it looked like the, there were kind of crappy special effects, and it was like. It yeah, I got that too. And the tra- the train going off the tr- the tr- the rail. Yeah. Like, right. the, a lot of those shots seem familiar to me. Yeah, they That's, did. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like a yeah. quote on the first movie, which I thought was a really really imaginative way to do that. Yeah, I like the realism that came from the movie as in the vein of Batman Begins. It wasn't a hyper-realistic world. It was Superman in the real world. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what I was looking for. Um, I have one that... I, I think this was a nod, but I can't be sure, and I want to know what you guys think. Did you see anything in there that reminded you of Return of the Jedi? <laughs> what, pray tell, what pray tell reminded you of Return well, there of the Jedi? Well, Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> when he fought the Ewoks? Wait a minute, maybe I fell asleep. No, uh... When uh, the gas mains all exploded, and he was flying through like the underground stars oh. and everything, and he popped out, they looked exactly to me. Oh, like when the Falcon was going out of the Death Star. Yep. It, I mean, like oh. even like walls and stuff. Like, and didn't Maybe. Singer have something to do with Return of the Jedi? He liked it, like all of us did. No, but like no. I think he he's related to it in some way. Well, he's I, forty I, now, so he was in eighty three. He was like eighteen. I think 17? he was like an effects. Uh, like assistant of, in some way on that movie, or like an assistant to one of the camera people, or something like that. I'm almost sure of it. Uh, well, we're gonna put this on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> Will be after I say it. 
<laughs> Check up on that and put it on the. Oh, pod. that was the that was the other thing I really liked. I, I mean, I really liked the the when he saved um, Parker Posey with the car, and the kid took the picture and the shot of him holding the car, like the cover of Action Comics. Yeah. I miss that kind uh, of thing every time it happens. I missed it in uh, Spider Man. I missed it. In uh, this that movie. was really cool. But 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 my one problem was is that similar to the whole Christ poses, like did we really need to see him with the Daily Planet globe on his shoulders, like? You know, with the weight of the world on his shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, if you're gonna do that with any character, you gotta do it with Superman. Right? I know. It's just that my throat gags when I get stuff thrown in my throat. That's all. But I mean, like, it's funny because Superman to me is such an obvious, straightforward character that you can get away with stuff like that with him. Yeah, yeah. And it, See, that and didn't bother me. The 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 that you gave was was over the top. He has uh, the yeah. weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, that's, well, right, that's no, he fine. Has the, the weight of the world shows is fine, but the Christ imagery was a bit. Mo- I mean, like the, the, to have to have two Christ moments when he's he standing is, at the sun repowering, and then when he falls back to Earth in the Christ pose was just a little. It was a little much. But I, I mean, know, like but. if if there's nothing else, he's a perfect allegory for that. Yeah, no, I know. You keep saying allegory, and I know it's the right usage of it, but it's just it's just allegory, allegory, allegory. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> analogy. Yeah, no, I, I I get it, I get it. I'm just saying that it was just, I mean, it was just very obvious. But I understand why it was obvious, and I don't even think it's bad that it was obvious. It's just that I noticed it a lot, so that's all. So. But um, damn, that movie was good. It was. A, I, oh, I, oh, my my favorite moment though. My favorite moment was when um, when Superman took Lois flying. You know, much in a nod to the first movie. I just started get cracking up because, my God, in the same way as why in the Hulk didn't they have the guy named Rick Jones, why didn't they just have Kate Bosworth just start to do a little voiceover? Because that would have been awful. Are you really back? Are you No. Really back? I agree. <laughs> I would have. Oh, I would have loved it if they just did a voiceover with her. It just. Can you read my mind? That's because you're mentally ill. There. Who is this lady? Where are they going? Um, uh, you know what? I, it that made me think of one other thing. I, one thing that I, I think that I really liked about this movie, um, this belongs in an earlier section, but I'm going ahead with it. Um, like I said, we can't talk that, about bad stuff because it keeps coming back to the good. Isn't yep. it great? Yeah. Is that they made, when I was talking about Brave Choices, like, like the movie was about a love triangle more than anything else. Yeah. And... They straddled this line of will she or won't she or what's going to happen, and they're like, you start to kiss. And then at the end, they don't give you the happy uh, – I mean, well, there is yeah, no the happy. Kid de- the kid decided it. Right. I mean, the kid, the kid knows Superman is his father, and yet he gives her the drawing of Superman, mommy, daddy, me. Right. right. She didn't – like you, you yeah. want – I mean, I'm walking out and telling my wife, I'm going, but Superman belongs with Lois. That's why it's brave because he didn't right. give you that. Right. He didn't get the and, girl. Yeah. And well, there was, we there was no way this. to do that. Without you know why we talked about this after the movie Ron and I um, in the original films he didn't end up with Lois either. Yeah. He, he ended up giving yeah. Lana a ring. Yeah. And but if she looked like just, Kirk, Kristen Kruk, I'd give her a ring too. I really liked that I really liked that they sort of treaded or that line and you thought Superman was gonna make a like sort of a bad decision. Is he, is he gonna steal this guy's girlfriend? Right. And yeah, the yeah. great thing was it didn't make um Cyclops so unappealing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was a little bit of a format, but I mean, he slightly, but he was still, you know, a good guy. He went back and, and you know, he, he knows Superman after his wife, girlfriend, or wife, or whatever. Yeah, I thought actually Marsden was good. I thought he was better than he was in the both X Men movies. I thought he looked he looked older, more mature. Yep. I um, did. Oh, but one nitpick was when they were trying to get into Lois's computer, and there was a little graphic of her going, "Ah, uh, ah." Uh, that was uh, funny. Like, like Nedry from Jurassic Park. Come on, that was funny. Oh god, maybe that was a nod to Jurassic Park, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, uh. By the way, uh, uh, uh. just one of the, speaking of nods to 
I love Brian Singer's production company name. And at the beginning, when it says Bad Hat Harry at the beginning of this huge thing... I In those bombastic letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, if you God. don't know, Brian Singer's production company, Bad Hat Harry, is named after a quote from Jaws, uh, which is actually the greatest film ever made. To me. In, in your opinion. And Brian Singer's opinion, too. Exactly. It's the one thing I have in common with him. Alright, so so Connor's going to see it again. I'm taking my dad and my brother-in-law to go see it. Josh, are you going to go see it again? If I have a chance to. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> so all in all and we're disappointments oh uh, yeah all in all I think three thumbs up for my fanboy screw yeah. Ebert he doesn't know what he's talking about what did he not like he didn't like it he gave it two stars he didn't like everything he's a jerk he's a fat jerk he loved it he loved the Phantom Menace <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go don't listen to the critics listen to us so alright so all in all we can get that bad taste of X-Men The Last Stand out of our mouth and Superman Returns to save the summer thus far movie of the summer Yes, it's a long way to go in the summer, and so much heat. I don't know, Mission uh, Impossible Three. I nah. (laughs) So, all right. So, just um, wish it had been Nick Cage. (laughs) Should have been directed by Tim Burton. Lois, where have you been? Well, we also talked about the fact that we just dodged a major bullet, and that it was originally going to be Brett Ratner. Uh. Could you imagine if they flip flop like this? Oh, unbelievable! You'd be happy. Yeah, I would actually. If I got, gotten, if I'd gotten, awesome if I'd gotten the true Dark Phoenix saga by Brian Singer, I would have been very happy. But <laughs> uh, more happy than Superman flying through Metropolis, zapping the glass with his heat vision. The 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 the, the backstroke heat vision move was awesome. I got to admit, it was. That was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So I also right. here one more wait okay, one more little thing. I'm going to get it out. Anything else we say, go to the website. We're going to keep talking about this and bringing yeah, up definitely. stuff and talking about it. Go to ifanboy.com. There's a big Superman thread on there with little Superman extras and things like that. Uh, little tiny thing I noticed I thought was really cool. When he flew through the air, there wasn't a big whoosh anymore. It was like kind of a silent, more yeah, realistic yeah. what would happen if you fly. I really liked that. Nice Although little. I'm still consistently annoyed by the cape flapping in the wind in space. So. Solar wind. There's no wind in space? I don't know. It's crap. Have you uh, been to space, Ron? No, I haven't been to space. And you speak Talk to Richard Branson. Space. Richard, Richard Branson has. He knows. I can't believe Richard they Branson They bashed the bejesus out of Lois on that plane, by the way. Oh, yeah, my God, she yes. should have been dead. <laughs> yeah, that was a nitpick. I was watching and going, okay, she's, 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 she's dead now. And, uh, she should be dead, uh, yeah, yeah. She just snapped her neck. I mean, that was a little, a little beyond the pale. All right, we could go on like this forever, clearly. We could, but but so so if you had an opinion of the movie, go to ifanboy.com, post on the um post on the boards, let us know what you think, and um and stay tuned later this week for our regular scheduled pick of the week podcast. Um in the meantime, go to ifanboy.com and check out the Frapper map and check out the conversations, talk about comics, talk about the movie. Um, I forget anything, guys. Post the donation. If you can. Oh yeah, and if you if you like what you heard, please go to ifanboy.com slash donations, and our, our recommended donation is a dollar. So go check out youbynow.com. Why yeah. are you buynow.com? And um, we'll talk to you in a couple of days with our pick of the week podcast on on Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. Yay, Superman! Okay, are you happy? Yes, I'm very happy. And that's how we'll end. <laughs> Del X, Lutherville, Marina Del X, Otisburg. Otisburg? Who's this monster? She's got her own place, man. Otisburg? It's a little bitty place. Otisburg? Okay, I just wipe it off. That's all. It's a little town. You're a dreamer, Lex Luthor.